Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. Uh, this is Chris Martin, Pastor Chris here, and uh, I'm sitting in our regular podcast host's seat. Kyle is out for this because uh, we are going to be doing a little three-week series here called Meet the Elder Candidates. And so if you've been around the last uh, couple of weeks, you know that we have three new guys who are stepping into the eldership process here at Fathom Church. And so uh, we wanted to just spend a little bit of time getting to know them a little bit more intentionally. And some of these guys you've actually heard on this podcast before, but uh, we're going to record new recordings, uh, specifically just talking about their lives, talking about their testimony, but then also spending some intentional time talking about uh, what their hopes and dreams and desires are for their eldership and their elder candidacy. So uh, today I have with me our very own beautiful man, Nate Wirtz, <laughs> the master of coffee here at Fathom Church. Nate, thanks for uh, hanging. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Um, so, I mean, you've been around the block for a minute here at Fathom and a lot of folks know you, but uh, how about this? Why don't you just kind of give us a quick rundown about like who you are, where you're from, how you got to, I mean, even to Colorado, how you got to Fathom, just kind of give us that bio uh, so that we know, especially for people who don't know you, a yeah. little bit more behind the scenes on Nate Wirtz. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, I'll start off with, I mean, we've been at Fathom, my wife and I, uh, Amy, have been at Fathom for the past four years now. Um, and we have two little ones. Uh, we adopted a little girl a few years ago, actually fairly shortly after we started coming to Fathom. So we were able to dedicate her at Fathom uh, and in the process of uh, hopefully adopting a, a little boy here soon. Um, but yeah, have grown up, grown up in the church, um, have served uh, on staff at, at a couple different churches um, and then um, actually moved out to Colorado back in 2015 um, to help a, a church plant out here. So um, originally from Northern Indiana, uh, and then uh, Amy and I went to Costa Rica for a little bit um, on a missions trip. I guess it was a longer term missions trip. Um, and when we came back after Costa Rica, we were approached by a church out here uh, that was getting ready to plant in Colorado. So they approached us um, as we had served on some leadership teams um, in various capacities in churches. Uh, and asked us to come come help. So uh, after after saying no to God uh, a few times, we um, definitely got the got the yes, you need to go. So um, followed followed his calling out here, and have been out here ever since. And then have been at Fathom for the past past four years, serving in different capacities. Whether um, I mean, Amy and I both serve in the children's ministry. Um, obviously, we do uh, connections and help oversee the greeting and connections. Um, and coffee. So it's a little bit about, a little bit about us. Yeah, man. So, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Cause you, um, you were raised in the church. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how were you involved? Like even like your family involved in church life kind of growing up? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like it's a, a typical Midwestern church experience that we were, uh, in church more days than we were out of church. Um, right whether from Sunday morning, Sunday evening, several midweek programs. Uh, my parents were both very, very involved in the church um, and serving in different capacities of their their own. Um, so it was just ingrained from in me from the beginning that um, like 
we're here to be a part of the body and we're here to serve any way we possibly can. Um, so, and my parents are still, still very active in, uh, in their church community, the same church that I grew up in. Um, and my, my siblings are as well. So it was just, um, modeled to us as kids by, by my parents. And I'm super, super thankful for that. Um, and then now trying to, trying to do the same for, for my kids. Yeah. So then, so then did you go to, to college thinking that you wanted to do vocational ministry? Cause you said you worked in some churches. Yeah. Talk us through that journey. Yeah. So I, um, I studied, I studied both business and youth ministry, um, and was in youth ministry coming out of college. Um, so worked, um, part-time with the church I grew up in and then transitioned, uh, as the, uh, main youth pastor, um, for, uh, for a small church in Middlebury, Indiana. Uh, so took that, took that role. And then, um, I don't know, I always tell people my, my heart is for ministry. Um, but my brain definitely functions in the, in the business space. So, um, transitioned out of that into, into finance. Um, but still have always had a heart for ministry, had a heart for impacting the community that I'm in. Um, we had a couple of coffee shops out here in Colorado. Um, and so utilized business to, to impact the areas that, that I'm in. And I mean, even now in my, in my role, always trying to, um, to interact with, with many different individuals from various backgrounds, uh, working to better, better their lives, but serve them as best as I possibly can. Um, with a, with a heart for, for sharing the gospel and for, for caring for people around me. Right. That's good, man. Well, and I think that's, I mean, it's a, it's a real testament to the idea that when we talk about this at Fathom and sermons and all different stuff that like, um, you don't have to go to seminary and get a traditional as it were church job or ministry job in order to be a minister in order to be on mission for Christ. In fact, in the workplace, like, I mean, I, I, I make the joke often that like, (laughs) you know, most of the people that I work with are Christians, you know? And so I don't actually get a whole lot of time with work people to like share the God. I mean, I mean, I think Kyle's a Christian. I'm pretty, pretty sure that Amanda is and whisper and and Karina, like we, we kind of vet those things normally when we hire people at the church, (laughs) but, but this is the truth. Like, yeah, if you're working in the marketplace, regardless of the job, um, your influence over the unbelieving world is significantly more than even a pastor's is very often. And, 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 and so I I think that your call into ministry is whether you're in the marketplace or in ministry as in a vocational job in ministry, your whole life is still ministry. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, I, I think coming out of college and and spending a couple of years in, in ministry vocationally, uh, that's what I saw. It was like, I, I honestly thought based on my skill set, I could have a greater impact outside of vocational ministry, um, to be doing ministry day to day and, and caring for, caring for those and, um, rubbing shoulders with different people out and out in the world out in the business world. Um, and so I think God's, God's blessed me in, in that, uh, and given me the opportunity to, to utilize those skills. Right. Okay. Well then let's move a little bit more into some fathom specific stuff because uh you moved out here in 15 we're at another church plant didn't work out yeah you started coming to fathom yeah um, Sa- hey planted the same weekend as fathom that's though. right so yeah pretty much it's so i, I guess similar. people if they really know their denver church plants could figure out what church plant you were with uh <laughs> we will not. we will not mention um, but uh but at the at the same time you got here 
you came to Fathom. Um, what is it that made you say, okay, this is the church home that we need need to be at? I, I mean, especially with a lot of church and ministry background. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of churches in the area. Uh, what got you here and what, what made it stick that you would say, this is not, I mean, we're not even talking eldership yet. We're just saying, yeah. now this is the place for me, for my, my wife, for our family yeah. to be at. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's uh there's a lot of things that factored into that. I mean, the number, the number one thing, and I I love telling people this story. And I, I don't know if I've shared it on, on this podcast before, but um, was, I mean, what brought us there was, was you um, because you were, uh, a loyal customer of mine for for a while and and you never uh you never tried to sell sell your church it wasn't it wasn't a sales pitch like i got from lots of pastors in the area that i mean i still have great relationships with them um but we were we were coming out of a a rocky church plant uh and uh had a little bit of a little bit of baggage that we were that we were coming with and we weren't against the church or didn't have any animosity towards, towards the church or God or anything like that. But we were just like, okay, like we need to, we need to find a place to rest. And I think that was one of our early conversations that you said, Hey, come rest at Fathom. Like come, like come sit through, um, sit under our teaching, sit in and be a part of the community. Uh, whatever that looks like for you guys, just come, come and rest. Uh, and so we're like, okay, like that, we, we can do that. Like, um, and especially with, um, a background in ministry, like I can walk into church doors and as soon as somebody's like, oh wait, like you were a youth pastor or like you, um, help out with, um, a nonprofit that is a ministry for individuals with special needs. Like, okay, like how do we get you, like, how do we utilize like your skill sets, which is great. And I definitely think that like, we need to be serving the church in that way, but, um, that wasn't your initial pitch to us. It was, Hey, come come rest and heal. Um, and then as we did that, uh, and, and learned, uh, more about fathom and, and what fathom was about and just like, sure. There's hundreds of hundreds of churches in, uh, in Denver Metro. Uh, I would say there's a limited number of churches that actually preach the gospel, preach the Bible, um, accurately and don't, um, kind of cherry pick what, what works for what they're feeling or, or what, plays well into their agenda. Um, and it was just refreshing, um, to find a church that, that did that. Uh, and so that was, that was a big thing for us. We wanted to continue to grow, uh, in our knowledge and understanding of the Bible. And I think that we fell in love with, uh, with the teaching here that, okay, we are, we're not going to get, um, some fluff or something that's going to necessarily make us feel good. I mean, there's a lot of times that, uh, your sermons or, or other sermons, uh, don't make us feel great. Uh, and they're real gut punches, but that's, that's what the Bible is. Uh, and so it's, it's been healthy. It's been good. We very much appreciated that. Um, and our kids have friends here. Uh, and mm. so the, the kids ministry has been, been good to them. I mean, Anna loves, she looks forward to, I mean, we just had her birthday party and it was all girls from the church that, yeah. that came to, came to her birthday party. So stuff like that. It's we've, we've found community, um, through, through D groups, um, and have gotten plugged in and are serving. So there's, there's lots of things that have, have played into us, um, making this, making this our home. Yeah. So let me just get this straight. 
you came to Fathom because I didn't tell you about it <laughs> and told you you didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And then we roped you in and now you do everything. Now, now we do some things. You do. Uh, yeah. Okay. You, you had a Fathom, you had a Fathom sticker on your computer. So, I mean, there were some subliminal messages there uh, and some really good <laughs> marketing from, from that point of view. But uh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't necessarily try and sell us, sell us on the church. So don't tell people about the church (laughs) and don't require anything out of those people if they do show up. That's our new strategy for growth. Yeah, I think that's a really good growth strategy. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) This is not, this is descriptive, not prescriptive. All right, church? That's not the way we necessarily want this to work. But either way, man, glad that you, glad that you did find a home here at Fathom. Glad that this has been a good place for you guys. Let's talk now. Um into the the realm of of walking into eldership. You're you're now in the process. You are an official candidate mm-hmm. to be an elder here at Fathom. Um talk to me about that. Talk to me about what it's been like. Talk to me about the thought process for you and Amy behind the scenes. Um why would you want to I mean you, you you've gone through some I mean some church leadership. You've gone through some church hurt. You've gone through some church healing now and yeah. and 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 so why do you feel like, okay, eldership is something I want to pursue. Now is the time for this, for me, for my family, and even for our church. I mean, now you've been here for four years. That's longer than half of the existence of this church, right? <laughs> yeah. So like you've been here longer than half of the time that it's existed. So so talk to us about that. Talk to us about the the, the timing and, and the process now for you in terms of becoming an elder candidate. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it, it took me a while. I mean- I'm trying to think of the the first time that um that you or Erica approached me and I <laughs> had had said no um and it wasn't uh out of lack of of desire by any means but it was I I didn't feel like it was it was the right the right time and I appreciated you guys respecting that and um just continued to have open conversations and and dialogue um I take that that role or title i guess very very seriously and um have a lot of um i don't know reverence toward it and the fact that like i have a lot of respect for for people who sit in that position but also the weight that that position and title carry i mean uh, it talks a lot in the bible about the the teachers or elders or people in leadership being judged harshly and being held accountable to a to a different level um and I'm one that takes the Bible very, very seriously. So when it yeah. when it says that, like I want to make sure that I'm in the right frame of mind, that it's something that I can commit to, that I'm excited about, um, but ultimately that I'm in a position where I can best um, serve the church or be utilized by by the church. So yeah, it took ugh, I don't know, but two and a half two and a half years of, of processing it. And I think that I was probably ready to say yes, uh, sooner than I did, but I wanted to make sure that, that I was absolutely sure and ready to take on that, that responsibility to, to serve, uh, fellow elders. Uh, if, if I do get affirmed to serve the staff, um, and to serve the body, um, I, I needed to make sure that I was, I was in, uh, the right place to be able to do that. And whether it's through crazy things with foster care, which that cycle continues um, or, or anything else, I, I wanted to make sure that I was in the right, right spot. So 
um yeah i feel like i finally finally got to that point uh i think amy was probably on board with me doing it long before i was mm. uh and i think it's a it's a natural step for me since i have had the experience of being in leadership in um in church settings that um that yeah i think now i just felt like yeah this is the this is the right time mm. yeah that's good man that's good and i and i think we you know appreciate not your hesitance but your your care i don't even think the word caution is right but like your your care with which you took processing this is this is not something to rush into lightly right this is i mean to be an elder and this is why we have our process we talk about this on sundays and even in our members meetings that um we're intentionally slow yeah and i I appreciate you saying i want to be intentionally slow with this too slower well yeah you i mean we all know that you're a bit slow, my friend, <laughs> but, but the, but the idea, the idea behind taking our time, yeah. seeking the spirit, making sure that there are, um, all the due diligence, all the boxes are checked, checked, any sort of flag that might show up. We're going to pursue that and make sure that, um, that we, we, we really vet these men to the very best of our ability through the power of the spirit, not, you know, not taking this lightly. Mm-hmm. And and so I think we do appreciate that. and. Um, appreciate the fact that you're taking this with that same sort of seriousness. Yeah. Um, well, that's good, man. So, so then, so then talk fathom, I mean, the future of fathom your hopes. I mean, what uh, we, we, it's 2022. Yeah. We've seemingly survived, um, COVID 2019 with our own church stuff that happened then. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last three years have been tumultuous and it, and I think it's fair to say that, that we have, that, that maybe we've made it through those seasons and, yeah. uh, things are starting to pick back up. You know, it just, I think life feels as normal as it can be, or the new normal or, you know, however people want to qualify that. But as you look forward, let's just say, you know, six months down the road, you do get affirmed. You're an elder, you've got a three-year term, whatever that is. Um, cast some vision for us. I mean, pitch some ideas or some vision or like what's next? Like, what do you see for the future of Fathom Church, especially as one of the spiritual guides, uh, who's going to walk in, uh, into the, the elder room with those, those, those lenses on. Yeah. I mean, I think that as far as like passion and what I want to see and my skill set and abilities, um, I'm first and foremost, like, Amy and I really want to continue to grow connections and getting people plugged in and involved. We want to take people from uh, where they are coming in, whether that's coming in at a similar spot uh, to where we came in. Um, although you pitched me the idea of like coming into rest, but then 2019, 2020, 20 to 21. So I guess we rested for a few months before we got thrown mm-hmm. into the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say, Connections is a big thing for us and, and D groups and continuing, continuing to grow, um, our, our program for, for D groups and, and getting people connected. Um, I think that we were, I was just talking with, uh, Gary and Kyle on Monday about it's, it's truly impressive and cool to see the percentage of people that are at Fathom, um, whether members or not that are plugged into D groups. Mm. Um, and you just don't see that at a majority of churches. We, I think that we have uh, 
an incredibly high rate of people that are plugged into D groups. Um, and I think that's what has sustained Fathom for the past few years mm. um, is D groups. I mean, that's where that's where the church is taking place. Um, so continuing to to help that grow, help that model grow, um, and continuing to shepherd people in that uh, is is something that that I want to be uh, want to be focused on. Mm. Um, and then obviously, um, as people are coming in um, to having them get to the point where this feels like home uh, and yeah. the quicker that we can do that, um, the better. But uh, at, at the last church that we were at and before, um, I mean, that's always just been a big thing for me and Amy. We want people to, to feel comfortable. We want them to feel loved. Uh, and we want them to be able to, to come to fathom and, and feel like they know somebody, whether it's just somebody from the, whether it's just a greeter uh, or somebody at the connections table, like we want them to be, be connected and feel connected uh, from the start. So, uh, and I know that we have a long ways to long ways to go on that. Um, and yeah, we're, we're here to, to better that. Uh, and we want to just walk beside people. And um, I mean, I think that with my personality, I'm, I'm a lot more of a, of a shepherd than a, than a teacher per se. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to, to shepherding and, and yeah. caring for caring for the people of the church. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I think those are exciting things. I mean, those those are the things that we're about. I mean, even mm-hmm. as we talk about our 2022, you know, vision or statement that that we want to cultivate, yep. right? That that's the idea behind this year is that there's a lot of great stuff happening that the spirit is doing really good work in the lives of of the church that, that he's drawing people to our community right now and we just want to cultivate the stuff that he's doing. We want to be a part of seeing people go deeper. I mean, it's yep. just kind of like more more of the same, which I, but I, but I think more effective, uh, more, yeah, more, just more yeah, cultivating just more. more. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, me and Amy have been excited about the mission and vision of, of fathom for a long time and yeah. we're bought in and we're, we want to, we want to be here to help facilitate those relationships. We want to be here to help, um, to help walk alongside others as they're, as they're going through, struggles of any kinds we want to also be there to to celebrate with others as mm. um as as there's plenty in this life that um that doesn't get celebrated enough so now we we're we're excited to to truly live with with the people of fathom that's awesome dude all right man well let's wrap this up here's some here's some quick quick fire questions for oh you okay uh let, let's talk about this favorite movie oh. oh i'm such a terrible person to ask that uh you got to answer quick. I know. That's what a quick fire question is. Uh, Let's go with, I don't know. I'm a trilogy person. Uh, Okay. And this isn't necessarily a favorite, but this is one that I'm, I want to watch again is the born trilogy, which people, people really spit on at D group the other night, but okay. It's it's a good one. So the born trilogy, we'll take that favorite genre of music. Nineties worship music. Nineties worship. All right, like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, let let let's let's talk. What's your order at Chipotle? Uh burrito bowl. Uh, let's do white rice, black beans, veggies, corn, mild salsa, no guac. It just costs too much, honestly. Come on. Um. Yeah, but the burrito bowls just sound. What kind of meat? Do you have a meat? 
Uh, I I switch it up. Okay. Steak or chicken. Okay. I like that. What's your order at a coffee shop? Ooh, what coffee shop? <laughs> Let's uh, say you walk into Corvus. Yeah, if I walk into Corvus or Sweet Bloom or uh, yeah, there's several other good ones. I mean, I'm probably just gonna get um, I don't know, depending on the time of day. In the morning, uh, the pour over um of I don't know some single origin whatever they have on their rotation in the evening I don't know Gary's been getting me into like decaf americanos uh hmm. as I'm as I'm aging so you you're definitely getting old yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's good okay and now if you had um you, you get to do one thing you've got a day to yourself let's just say let's just say no kids no wife you just got a free day and you can do something you oh. can go to the mountains, you can go to a movie, you can go read a book, you can go sit at a coffee shop. Like you got, you've got a free day, just a Nate day. Tell me what you would do on your Nate day. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the mountains, uh, and preferably in the winter on a snowboard. So snowboarding. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, that sounds pretty good, dude. Yeah, I would take that. Take that in a second. Well, church, you have now heard from Nate Wirtz, our elder candidate. <laughs> what you can take away from this is that he would love Qdoba gift cards. Uh, any sort of instant coffee packs that you <laughs> no. might have, he'll take those off your hands. Uh, and Enjoy he that. really, really enjoys being up in the mountains. So, um, so hey, buddy, we're, we're thankful for you. Glad yeah. that I, I I know you've been around the block and a lot of folks know you, but glad to hear a little bit more, get to know you a little bit more. Uh, to, to our friends here at Fathom, if you, if you haven't had time with Nate, please get some time. Like we said, when we commissioned him on Sunday, uh, we want you to get to know this guy. We want you to be able to give a stamp of approval on this guy. If you're a member here, uh, we will vote on uh, these elder candidates to make them full-fledged elders sometime probably end of the summer after about six plus months of them being candidates. But I want you to get to know your elders. And so uh, please take them out for coffee, take them out for a meal, uh, love on him, get to know him a little bit better if you don't know him already. So that's it for today. Uh, we will have our other two uh, elder candidates in future podcasts for you to hear. But uh, for now, we love you, church. Hope to see you on Sunday, and we'll talk to you soon.